This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a good evening and welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. My name's Lee Keys of SystemBet.co.uk. And joining me this evening for this weekend's fair, if we get through it, of course, with all this uh, terrible weather around, terrible windy weather hopefully we'll get through no power cuts no things falling up falling on our heads um first guest tonight john Ling of john joe's blog spots good evening john evening Lee. my day's got off to a bad start already i was gonna have a game of golf with michael fabrican and rich richie and neither of the fuckers turned up <laughs> i've heard fabric fabrican says off to iceland at the minute but uh, he's, I don't, he's walking around in a balaclava at the minute <laughs> i don't know what's going on there <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway right joining me also tonight on this this brilliant panel are to bring the uh sense uh back from nonsense is andy richmond good evening andy good evening good evening hey i'm still chapping at john's uh, comment there though i did visit my 90 year old neighbor today and ask if she needed anything from the shop turns out she did so i gave her my list too because there was no point in both of us going out in this weather <laughs> that's the community spirit that's what we like to see <laughs> everyone everyone digging in um, <laughs> and and not last certainly last but not least is uh paddock guru and professional punter adam norman good evening adam good evening lee good evening chaps yeah good evening, good evening. Adam. And uh, we set fair for this, uh, uh, well, can we say, uh, rather disjoint or could be disjointed Saturday. Haydock uh, are involved in uh, a precautionary inspection in the morning at 8 a.m. Um, Wing Canton, um, I think, half the trees and stands have come down. They're hoping to clear that, that off during the night. They'll be working hard to get that going uh, tomorrow. So we're going to do our best to give you um, our best of the best bets this weekend and uh, without further ado i think we'll get straight on with it um so chaps uh, i'm gonna come to you adam norman for your third best bet of the day please <laughs> okay um well i'm gonna stick to what i know this weekend um and stick to the horses with with so many runners i'm gonna stick to the horses that i've seen this year um one of which has taken my uh twice is, is a horse that's running in the four tenor ascot called guerlain de Vaux. Trained by Oliver Sherwood. He's won two titles the first time I saw his market raising. Put a, um, a confident bet I had on a horse called Lounge Lizard. And then he came up to Catterick and then won um, a, a narrow margin of uh, miles. Uh, I like this horse. He's a, he reminds me of a horse that, that Sherwood trains called Jersey Bean, who uh, quickly reached uh, a, a decent level of form over hurdles um, and then had a couple of years in the wilderness before coming back and turning into a nailing good handicap chaser. I think this is a similar type, uh, cost a few quid um, uh, for the Million in Mind partnership. Um, he looks a very professional horse for, for one that's only had a couple of runs over hurdles. Um, they've thrown him into open handicap company here. Uh, I just like the fact that he's just going to keep grinding, keep galloping, keep jumping. Uh, I think 121 is a perfectly fair opening mark. And um, in a race that 
may not be quite as uh, competitive as the uh, as the numbers suggest. Uh, I think he's uh, a, a fairly decent uh, bet there. Interesting. Interesting race, yeah. Galandavo for Oliver Sherwood. Um, Oliver Sherwood not 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 been in the best of health in recent times, but um, he was on the mend. So so fingers crossed for a big run for that. Uh, Adam, are you are you thinking win or each way here? What 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 is your what is your pleasure? There's only <laughs> so much space for each way wankers on this show, uh, Lee. Uh, and, <laughs> There's um, a few of us on here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm a win only chap. So um, yeah, stick that up your pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So straight on the noggin, straight on the noggin. Um, Gillian Deveur for Adam Norman. <laughs> One point win in the fourth turn at Ascot. And here come the each way wankers. This is like Stuart Hall. Here come the, the each way wankers playing their jokers. Here they come. Um, so I'll come to the each way wankers now, Andy Richmond. <laughs> I've been described as a few things, but never that before. But hey-ho. Um, let's... Um, I, I must admit, I did enjoy the curling today before we get on to that. Fantastic. Uh, back to both of our teams yes. uh, tomorrow, uh, men's and women's. We're in the, we were in the final. I yes. think, reckon they could use with some of those sweepers in racing, didn't they? Because they could sweep even more shit under the carpet then. <laughs> Definitely. The, the BHA and Jockey Club, they'd be on top money there. The curling yeah. sweepers, and they would be right under it. There'd be a massive big pile under both of their carpets then. That was my main thought running through here. But we're going to ask up for the one-pointer, and there will be no each-way wanking either. Um, <laughs> so we're going to the Betfair Ascot chase. It's been a good guide to the Ryanair, this one, so worth watching out on the road to Cheltenham that we're going to get to before we get to Doncaster, if it hasn't blown away. Yeah. Um, since the Ryanair was promoted to a grade one, two of its full team winners had won the Ascot chase before, Riverside Theatre and Guard, and two other Ryanair winners, Alberta's run and Fonmo, have finished place in this contest. So it's pretty decent. Eight stand their ground from Monday. Dashiell Drasher will be beginning, beginning to become the fifth dual winner. Uh, after a few others, notable names in that in that as well. Uh, it's not impossible that wait, oh dear, oh, waiting patiently, won this race four years ago, uh, could pop up here as well. But Nichols and Henderson uh, are usually the uh, the two to concentrate on here. Uh, that Pumpkin and Popeye, affectionately known as on this <laughs> programme. Um, they've won three run-ins apiece. I think St. Calvados got absolutely shocked last time out. Um, there's two horses in this race who've got absolute shockers last time out, one of which was um, Fanny and Destreval, um, and the other one who will probably back in the race as well. And St. Calvados, who, I don't know, uh, talking of uh, having one off the wrist, I think I mean, she and Jeffrey shot his bolt too early last time out in the King George, which has been a, a pretty good guide to this race. And I think now that Nichols is showing signs of life again after the uh, somewhat probably overrated slump, um, St. Calvados, I'm going to have a point on that, around four to one. Um, I would point out that um, don't leave out Venetia out of this. Her chasers since the turn of the year are uh, running at about a 30% strike rate, which is seven, uh, about seven points, uh, seven winners above expected, to put the figures in context. But I'll take uh, St. Calvados with the change of jockey to beat the Irish challenger here in... Um, uh, well, what was the name of it? Forgot the name. Fakir Duderi, who hasn't jumped particularly well in his last two uh, two runners. Don't get many Irish runners in this, but uh, well, the last one was Coney Island in 2018. But I will take seven of the last 19 winners. 
previously ran in the King George and in St. Calvados, who finished fourth. I think he's a pretty fair bet around four to one on the nose. No each way wanking. <laughs> Love it. So one so one point win on the nose, St. Calvados. Um at I think four to one four to one available. Yes, four to one. I think, yeah. Four four to one, Andy, on the nose. Um good case made there. Second off the wind up for pumpkin. Is Andy's the third best? John, coming to you, please. Not each way wanking from me either. Uh, <laughs> that makes a change. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, you're right. There's an each way wank coming up shortly, so I'm not going to disappoint the wank fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, have I done? The, the 150 at Ascot, um, I think Fern Hill probably bumped into a reasonably handicapped horse in decent form in Grumpy Charlie last time. The ground they issued suit, there's a slight question mark over the trip. But I think there's question marks over some key rivals too here. Um, everything else in the race has gear on. Cheek pieces, tongue ties, you know the drill. Except the top one. Um, I don't think that will be suited to the ground anyway. So I think Fernhill is probably a bet to nothing layout in running, if you like. Anyway, I'm going one point win for the purposes of this program. Mm, good stuff, Mr. Ben Case and Jack Quinlan. Um, seven to one, I believe, John. Uh, we're going to give you for that. Yeah. Uh, for one point win on the noggin, uh, Fernal. And um, I'm going to go against you for my third best bet. Um, obviously, same race, one fifty. Um, and annual Invictus of uh, Flash Gordon's. Nine to two available at the moment, and that's where the one point selection is going. Pieces for the first time, but I, I just want anyone to watch the last run at Plumpton. If you if you don't you don't have to back the selection. Just 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 watch down the back straight and watch Tom Cannon down the back straight at Plumpton last time out. It was incredible. You you would put it this way if this was if this had opened up five to four and gone out to five to one. There'd have been a map. There'd have been a Twitter explosion. I've never seen anything like this. He just lift, literally left the horse alone for the entire back straight. Let them quicken away. He ended up getting beat. What two and a half lengths to Elixir the Nuts? I and mean, obviously, you know, form's being franked a little bit. Um, but he, to me, it was as if the bad runner Aintree that came in December where he pulled up. It's as if they just thought well let, let's just let's just get him round because that's how I felt I didn't think he, he, he didn't come under any pressure to to drop the shopping if you like the jockey didn't didn't move so I don't know what the pieces are for I don't know if the, I don't know if, if it's if, if it's one for Tom Cannon you know a bit of cannon and ball I mean I, I mean I mean it, it was it was quite incredible to watch I mean I mean after the race I was in shell shock I'm thinking he's got beat two lengths he t- listen he, t- he turned in coming up the hill at Plumpton he must have been 15 to 20 behind turning in at Plumpton, which over two miles three, you know, it, like I said, it was a very odd effort for either, you know, the, I mean, you might've got back and said the horse just down tools down the back, but there was no effort from the saddle. I want you to watch it anyway, listeners, because, because that's where my one point's going nine to two, because I, I don't, I believe that possibly could have been a prep for this. Maybe they got this race in mind. I don't know. I've no idea, um, but that's that's what I saw with my own eyes, and I just felt it was very very eye catching. So, annual Invictus for me is my one point win, third best bet. John, I'm coming straight back to you. Uh, 
in sort of podcast tennis for your second best bet, please. In each way, wankers can get the Swarfager out right. This, at first glance, seems utterly barmy, to be honest. Um, it's in the three tenant Lingfield. Ah. And it's a horse called Royal Aviation, who was run once and was tailed off last. It's a good sign. It has been just. Um, then you start to dig a bit deeper. This horse bolted on its way to post on debut at Newbury, for which it was only 16 to 1, which I thought was quite significant given the fact that it was an American pharaoh running on soft ground in a, what looked a decent maiden on paper anyway. Um, the horse cost 125k. Um, the fact that he bolted on on his way to post. I, I watched the race back a couple of times. What I really like about this horse is the way he moves. He, he looks all out, going to be suited to the all weather. He's got a good attitude when he's actually racing. He puts his head in the right place and everything. The trainer will want to be cracking on with this now. As I say, it was only 16 to 1 for that made. You, you don't piss about with horses that cost this sort of money. You want to do something for these owners. This isn't a great race at all. I, th- I think with the yard being in form as well, I think this is a right nice bet at the 25 to 1 available each way. A pleasure. Okie dokie, yep, Royal Aviation, 25 to 1 each way, bet 365 at time of recording um, for John's first each way wank bet. Um, Can I in there, Lee, and just yeah. give John a little bit of uh, further encouragement, maybe, because the horse is on its first run for Kevin Philippart de Foy, the wonderfully named Kevin Philippart de Foy. Oh, the, and the, with the, his stable switches, he is actually 7 from 32 for a near 22% strike rate. The percentage runners beaten figures stack up, as does the winners above expected. If you'd have backed them all, uh, you'd have been making a profit at SP. So uh, I always do have a look at his uh, uh, stable switches. So there's a little bit of another tick in the box for Royal Aviation. And Albert lost the ring as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah no, good, no, no. good, good stats. An awful lot going for this at the price. 25s then for John for one point each way. Uh, Royal Aviation, uh, very inter- interesting selection. Backed up by Andy's stats with the good old juice trainer, Philip Hartnefoy, <laughs> in Newmarket, shoving that juice in. Let's let's have more, more juice. <laughs> um, so yeah, so good, good luck with that, John. Um, and I'll come, I'll come, I'll come into you, Andy, for your for your second best, please. Right, we're going to go to Haydock um, because I've actually done quite a lot of work on the card. So, um, so uh, and I'm about ten miles away from Haydock as the crow flies, or we go bloody quick today with the wind behind him. Um, but I think you probably might get away with this tomorrow. But it's going to be a real war of attrition there tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure distance buyers will be out in in force tomorrow. But we're going to go for the the Grand National Trial, um, which has actually never been won by a horse in the same year. A few decent horses have won it. I mean, you can go back through horses like Alberton, Right Hand Man, Twin Oaks, Cool Ground, Party Politics, yeah. Yeah. Road, Sunny Bay up until the turn of the century. And this doesn't look a bad renewal, to be honest with you. There's quite a few angles you could uh, you could take into this. Um, you know, you've obviously got the class horse with um, Bristol Demai, although the weight slightly worries me uh, with him. Uh, old Black Lion, who's been 
you know, really good form around you of late, beating up a few veterans and then won a small field footer last time out. just think they might, um, I think, oh, pace up front. I'm going to go with Sam Brown, who made a Royal Pagai fight really hard in the Peter Marsh last month. The slight worry is that he did have a bit of a hard race there and he is a fragile sort. Two of the past four winners have actually made the frame in that race. And I think he could have easily been raised a bit more than the two pound that they stuck him up. He's fairly likely raised for his age. The Honeyball team are in pretty decent form at the moment. Um, so I quite like I quite like Sam Brown. He's a bold, safe jumping. That front running uh, prominent style will really shoot, sort him. And I just hope he's over what was a fairly punishing race last time out. And a few of those, although a few of those did have them, um, you could throw 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 uh, secret reprieve into the uh, into the mixture. But favourites have got a pretty poor record in this race since 2012. Um, a lot of them have been placed. Um, and the other one of interest to me was the galloping bear. Um, new kid on the block, Ben Clark's done pretty well. He's got that horse that ran at, that won at uh, Sandown yesterday, Doctor Kananga. He, yes. looks, he looks quite a useful tool as well. I was quite impressed with the way he went through. Yes, see, the galloping bear is actually unbeaten over fences after he won the Surrey National. He famously named Surrey National last time out of a 3-5. He'd be one at a bigger sort of price. But Sam Brown, I'm not going to go each way. I'm saving that. <laughs> um, two, two points. On the, you can have the six to one, Sam Brown. You, you do you know you surprised? I thought that was a nap for the nicking the four. The four. No, goals, he'll either be out the back of the. I hope Adam Norman. Saved him into it, Lee. Adam Norman's intimidated you there. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. I've got an each. I've got an each way for him. Don't worry. Just a bit. I'm saving it for the three pointer. Oh, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he sneaked up to one of those bookmakers and calls and had a sneaky each way. I should be asking a few people if he has, you know, nicking the, you know, nick, probably asking for the uh, extra fractions and the and the extra place as well. Yes, yes. So it's so, so two two on the noggin for Andy Richmond. It's, Sam either, Brown. Gonna, it's either gonna be out the back of the telly or win this. That is yeah. one of those it's one of those bets. Yeah, six on. Well, we'll come on. We'll come on to this race in more depth a little bit later on. But two points, two point six to one. Sam Brown in the Grand National Trial in the two forty Haydock. Thank you, Andy. So I'm going to come on to mine before we go to Adam uh, for his two pointer. Um, and my <laughs> uh, it, 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 yes, I am. I'm a wanker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the it's the it's the it's the two twenty five Ascot. I'm I'm quite shocked actually at the uh, at the price of this one because because I've gone through the rest of the two club and cannot see the reason reason for it really because seventeen to two available about Caribbean boy. I, th- I think this is like some terrific value because at Kempton when he ran at Kempton last time, I, I wasn't the only one to think this. Otherwise, he'd have gone off a lot shorter. That that the three miles might stretch him. And then, uh, to everyone's surprise, he, he's like powering away on the running. Well, the thirds ran well since, got narrowly touched off. Uh, Smarty Wild always runs Kempton well, obviously came a cropper last time uh, after that race. But and I thought Caribbean Boy, in a race where nothing really, I don't think, has as much in hand. For example, the likes of Ask Me Early and Hold That Talk, which you have to, Andy gave some stats on Venetia, and that's very well backed. Um, uh, is this is this hold that torch track because he couldn't mm. he couldn't get going he couldn't get going at Chepster over the three miles he was like really struggling to peg back ask, ask me early 
Um, and I even think, ask me early in terms of track, Ascot's, even though it's going to be testing ground tomorrow, I think it's a very sharp, it's a sharp course. And if you're not in that rhythm, it's more of a rhythm track. And if you're not in that rhythm and you miss one out, I think hold that torque could really struggle because he's the type that does need a bit of a absolute slog fest. Yeah, ideally, you'd want another uh, three or four furlongs on the back on the, on the top of this. Um, so I just thought Caribbean boy who did beat the Hennessy uh, runner up fiddler on the roof last year, if you remember, over two and a half at Newbury. And um, I just think he's been a bit underrated, and that's more. I'm only playing the odds here rather than oh, this is a good thing. Seventeen to two. And each way, wank a bet um, for me. One point each way. Uh, yes, uh, and only three places. There no special, no special treatment for me. Um, so Caribbean boy was my uh, second best bet. Lee, just be careful in that race because ask me early. That is his second preference as well. Ah, right. You just got to be careful. Just be careful with the rule four in that. Um, that's yeah. his second preference. Sojourn his first preference. So if um, obviously if Win Canton's on. Uh, when Canton is his first preference, so if it's if that is on, they'll be well, well, they'll have okay. to run him there unless they want to get a heavy fine. Well, well, we're all fiddling the naps table anyway because I mean, Quentin's <laughs> that far clear that we've got to fiddle. Um, I shot so... him. <laughs> I shot him. So a- any gifts are welcome. Um, and if anyone notices, staying clear there, not bloody coming on, isn't he? Uh... <laughs> well, this is it. He's on next week. He's quite. He's back. Quentin... He's, protect- he's protecting his mark. He's running in races. I can guarantee you Quentin's back next week. Um, it was, it, it, you know what it's like, Valentine's weekend, last Uh-oh. week, you know, all this. A young man in his prime, blah de blah You know, we're just looking at dinners and, and what's the best dinner. But Quentin's obviously, you know, it's, an, it's a different ball game. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, right, <laughs> move on to Adam for his second best. Adam, last but not least again. Right, yeah. He's is it his way? Bring a bit of sense back to proceedings. Um, three, well, having said that, 358 at Wincanton. Um, uh, I quite like the shape of this race with Mr. Glass heading up the market, uh, taking out quite a large percentage in his first handicap after running in the toll with last time. Um, I'm going to take him on with a horse called Sizable Sam, who has been disappointing uh, this season, looking all over. Uh, every inch a chaser when um, look, uh, winning a couple of races over hurdles last season, looking quite progressive um, uh, in doing so. But uh, as I say, slow to get going this year over fences, not really taking to it. Um, much better last time at Taunton um, uh, in, in what, what was a fairly decent race. I just quite like the fact that uh, Jeremy Scott's in much better form now. Um and I think he can get back on the up. He's only a few pounds higher than when he was winning uh, at the track 12 months ago, four pounds higher. So um, a horse of his sort of size and scope, I'd be surprised if he isn't four pounds better than he was this time last year. He's um, uh, won two and, pl- and second twice in four uh, starts at the track. So we know he goes, we know he likes the the, um, uh, the going and he has just dropped back uh, a couple of furlongs from that Taunton three miles. I think this is this is perfect. And um, as, yeah, as I said, there's quite a bit of dead wood. Uh, horse you tipped a few weeks ago. Stella Magic goes in this uh, lead, yeah. who was who flopped uh, uh, in no uncertain terms. Um, so he's got something to um, something to prove. As have one or two others. So sizable Sam uh, is quite a confident bet actually to give Mr. Glass a uh, 
uh, a bit of a dust up. So, no, good yeah. stuff. No, no, sizable sum. So seven to one on the knocking. Bet three six five. Two points on the nerves. Uh, Are you selling magic? I mean, it's not the first from Philip Hobbs. I, I tipped up um, another of Philip Hobbs at Wing Canton. Um, the uh, the ex stout staying horse. Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, ran at Wing Canton. I'd have my absolute balls deep on it and that won the other day easily at Foss last landing in a gamble um, and it drifted yeah. the day I, the day I bet it it's, it's it's the ship's biscuit pedigree that you know the John will know it John you know that that Philip Newton no, crossing the bar that's the right. one crossing the bar sorry I, I just poet's voice yes and yeah. and and if you watch at Winkant and Tom O'Brien dirty Tom held it up last and 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 he just he never got going. Pulled up all of a sudden. They went handy at Foss last. Had the lot on. Bang. I quite and, like um, they. I quite like they blamed the soft ground at uh, Wincanton and then sent it to Foss. Sent it to Foss last in, in deeper mud and absolutely lagged up. And everything um, with that bloodline wants it chest deep as well. That's the yeah. The Is that right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Right. And, and I had the dagger to the heart that that day. <laughs> it's just, this, this game tames it, tames lions, doesn't it? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, they shoved it Maybe because I took the fives and the sixes the night. Before. Oh, they never win. They yeah, never they, win. yeah, yeah. Into into, <laughs> into like five to two, then it drifted yeah. badly. You know the old thing. But anyway, sizable Sam um, is uh, Adam's second best bet. So now it's his best bet times. And we better be on our best behaviour because we've not performed this jump season. And I blame Catherine Fry and Quentin Franks for disappearing, um, you know, in the last few weeks. <laughs> Terrible behaviour. And uh, so it's, it's left to us poor old chaps on the on these bad weather weekends to come up with the goods. So I'll, I'll kick off the, the three-pointers. And um, and this is another classic each-way wanker race. Um, uh, the three o'clock at Ascot tomorrow which everyone loves. Everyone loves the three o'clock at Ascot because there's only three horses can win the race. So what we do is we go each way is the Coney Rebel, Toby Laws, train runner, James Bowen. He's the absolute, he's, he's better than Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen did bullseye very well, but James Bowen is the better Bowen. And 11 to two available. And look at the generous each way terms on offer. Five places, five places, 150 odds. But I'm not going to claim that. For bastards, that's embarrassing, claiming five. We're going to go for four places. Zaccone Rebel, um, interesting horse. Again, a horse that I've done my bollocks on because when when he won at Fontwell, I was on the second Haddix de Zerbo, a very nice horse of Gary Moore's. And and they, they, rate this, they rate this one very highly. I know so because the info, they're aiming this one at Cheltenham. Um, in one of the handicaps of the, probably the Fred Winter. And Zaccone Rebel absolutely destroyed this at Fontwell. So what did I do? Next time out, I put the feelers out. I made sure that my opinion was right. Toby Laws uh, told my, my chap that 124 vastly underrated this horse. So I had the lot on at Huntington. What happened? He got beat. <laughs> he was second uh, to, a, to a, you know, a reasonable horse. Brennett Gallop, it was good ground at Huntington that day. He was just swamped for a little bit of tour. Now he's up to two miles three. Um, the deeper ground will suit. You can t- I can tell that from the action. Uh, he won well at Ludlow last time pulling a cart. Um, he's better than this Mark. Of course he is. He's a lot better than this Mark. But so has Captain Mathan uh, of Paul Nicholson. But that's like the bounce factor. Good risk at all also will improve the favourite in the race. But 
his jumping technique is a lot to be desired. He improved last time, but he's still got work to do to be taking sort of 15 to 8, 7 to 4. I think that's a very poor height for a horse that might not jump that well. So there's a Kearney rep for the each way thieves. <laughs> thieves. This is what we can do of thieves. Um, 11 to 2 each way, 1.5 points each way. Um, that's my pleasure. Thank you. John Lane, your, your best bet. I am so far down the road to Doncaster. <laughs> I can smell the unchanged fat in the fryer at the Crown Inn at Bartry. <laughs> I've actually had words with my variant snout this week, believe it or not. Oh, 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 he's the good one. You, John, John, John has got the best variant snout I've, I've seen, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Um, the reason I had words with him was because of the horse running in the 5.30 at Newcastle, which I happen to think is quite a decent tool. That's called Aiden. Um, that's not the tip. It's odds on and is confidently expected to win en route to something like the Newmarket Stakes early season. Yeah. Um, but the tip itself is a horse that's been leading it up as it's prepped for this. A horse called Tinker Toy, who runs in the 420 at Lingfield. All right. This is a five-year-old that they've persisted with, and they've had him cut since last year. Uh, not to make him more tractable, he was a little bit fresh, chain going on occasion earlier in his career. Um, he managed to win first time up at Newcastle last year. And then he had a bit of a problem over his next toast there. So there was a little niggle surface for the immediate second run. And they thought they'd sorted it, and they hadn't. So he hasn't been seen since July last year. It's not a problem that he hasn't run since then. He's he's fit enough for this. And uh, as I say, he's, he's been leading up some reasonable horses, we think, at the yard. It's quite well thought. Thought of as though he's going to have a good season. He's rating in the nine. He's the reckoning and not a hundred this year. So we're going with three points win. Three points win on the nose. Tinker toy for the variant team. By the way, John, in this race because we're not covering it on the previews, yeah. uh, I was very against the uh, the the Apple Bios Whittle Woods inside draw. Mm. Little bit jady if you ask me. I think he's been scrambling home. Um, against Lesser, no idea why they've put him in five. I know, like, the forms are okay, are sort of slightly lesser level, but I think your nap's got a lot of legs there at seven or two. And yeah. That's, yeah, that's my favorite selection so far. Three points on the noggin, seven or two. Bang, I don't think you'll get seven or two tomorrow. So, hopefully, people will listen to it before it's five to two. That's the name of the game, mm. right? So, so that's John's best bet. So, now it's, it's, it's the two national hunt gurus to come to now. And I'm going to come to Adam first for your best bet. All uh, right. Okay. Uh, I just nodded off there listening to you two talk crapping on about that. <laughs> um, right. Where were we? Uh, right. 2.13 at Wincanton. This I can't see getting beat. It's Flagrant de Letiep, trained by Robert Walford. Um, he is a fantastic jumper of a fence. Um, was on a roll last season, winning twice, including once here. Um, uh, was second twice here as well at Wincanton. Um, very slow to get going this season, off higher marks. Um, but three weeks ago, uh, returned to form 
uh, at this uh, track behind Dorking Lad. Uh, I thought that was a really nice, um, a nice outing and um, suggested that his turn was 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 just around the corner. So he's a seven-year-old uh, back on softer ground. Uh, I think he'll jump them stupid. The only problem that I have um, with this is J is Jamie Moore riding for the first time. Um, you either love him or hate him. I can't stand him. Um, hands of stone. Uh, but even he can't get this beat, uh, I don't think, anyway. So, uh, Flagrant de l'Etiep. Uh, the, the, there's only five others in the, in the race, uh, and I think they're all up against it, to be honest. So, um, that, is, uh, that is the nap of the week. Fantastic. Yeah, so Fragrant de l'Etiep, that's nine to four. Bit short, but, bit short that bit short. If, if, well, we, if we if we can get nine to four on the show, we'll be going do, all in. Do you know what? Do you, do you know what? Nine to four doesn't seem bad. There's a few bad ones in there. Uh, Port of Mars is the biggest biggest weird entity that's ever lived in national hunt racing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in the past he's put up performances that just dazzle the eye, and then yeah, yeah. the next performance he yeah. would win a selling early. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I fancied him at Hereford when he when he dotted up and he looked, looked like he was going places, and then. Looks like he's got wind issues and has done nothing this season. So yeah, we yeah. Need to, we need to, to wait before he, he he you know puts his his best foot forward again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good nap, Adam. So that's Adam's nap uh, in the two thirteen at Wincanton. No each way wankering <laughs> from Adam at all, despite my two each ways. John's one each way. Andy Richmond so far um, has not buckled, but will he buckle now? Yes. No. Don't think so. <laughs> Oh, shit, you have shamed him into it. I Come could, on, Andy. No, you haven't shamed me into it. I mean, <laughs> Come on, Andy. Just to sort of price it out. I mean, at least I'm not putting nine to four chances on uh, it. Yes, that's it. You tell him, Andy. You tell <laughs> him. <laughs> you can't eat, Brown. You can you? Anyhow, we're going to Haydock again. 315, potential qualifier. One of those where not everyone's going to get in. Um, and a race that sees last year's winner, Bushy Park. He's returning from having taken this race last year. He should put a bit of pace to the race. In fact, last year he won this off 120, having completed a hurdling five-timer by an eight-and-a-half length margin. But I think he's got a tough task this time off mark of 132. Small present probably brings the best form into uh, the race, but he only narrowly beat to uh, Tokyo Getaway last time out. Um, and I really do think that a small present was a bit lucky to get away with it last time out because he actually hit 30 no more, hit 40 in running. He's two from two over this course, but I think Tokyo Getaway can reverse this form. Um, I'm a, quite a big fan of Charlotte Jones as a rider. I think she's pretty good, actually. Um, and this mare won over hurdles and fences for Gavin Cromwell, done absolutely cliche time, nothing wrong in two runs for the Muffet Yard as well. And it might just be that having um, Bushy Park and maybe one or two others in the race might just allow her to be ridden a little bit more conservatively on this occasion. Um, two pound better off a half a length, that's probably not gonna matter. Uh, I think just the way she travels throughout a race would enjoy the conditions and probably more likely to get the run of the race than small present this time, who I thought Probably got away with it a bit last time out. Although if you are playing him running, don't write him off and don't start pushing the pink button at big prices because you could get your ass bitten. Tamar Bridge was a little bit disappointed last time out. He's got to bounce back. Bill Baxter, I'm pretty sure Adam would have seen run at Catterick last time out. Wasn't particularly impressed with him. Oh, nor optimised Prime. Flashjack's getting a bit old. 
you could bottle out and go a point and a half each way here on Tokyo, get away with four places, but I'm not going to. Three points on the nose, nine to two. Tokyo get away for Charlotte Jones and Jimmy Moffat. Bang. So that's you've heard it there first. Three Ooh. points win. Tokyo get away. Pressured by Adam Norman. Disgraceful <laughs> pressure there. You know, like this is this is on our pundit. It's just terrible. Adam Norman is just terrible. You know, we we wheel him away from pinching the. You know that we could we could run to four places with Skybet and Coral. You know those accounts you can get on with. You know. Well, I, <laughs> I couldn't get on with them, so I certainly feel a bit, I feel a bit embarrassed putting them up actually. But yeah. and we forgot and we we've forgotten the last time I was on the uh, the nice win from Birchdale six to one. Thank you very much. Oh, that was absolutely, a, that was an each way wanker bet actually. So you know, yeah. apologies. Yeah, absolutely, a very impressive winner in Ireland for Andy. He was actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a well-landed touch by the green and gold. But yeah, Tokyo getaway then, Frandy. <laughs> we wish him well at nine to two on the nose. Um, so Adam Norman could be hero or villain here because he's forced everyone bar me into win bets. And um, you know we're all going to be in clover or like finishing second, 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 third, 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 and going fucking Adam Norman. <laughs> Anyway, on to the TV races. And the thing is, we might only get Ascot on TV tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, um, g- uh, generally due to the weather. But who knows? We we, we might end up with uh, Adoc and Wing Canton. Who knows? We'll see. So, okay, we'll go to the 150 race. And me and John have touched on this uh, with regards to our selections. Annual Invictus, Chris Gordon for me, and Fernil for John. So I'd be interested to see you two national hunt uh, um Certainly, experts uh, give your analysis on the 150 at Ascot, please, Adam and uh, Adam. I, I, I've just I've just watched that Plumpton race, uh, Lee. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> I, I I disagree. Okay. With, with your analysis. Good, uh, good, good. I like I like this I, one. I I thought it looked very moody actually. On the he jumped that fence after the after the winning line and then just looked like looked like he was hanging or I don't know I don't know what that was about because he's he's looked a very straightforward animal until. Um, yeah. Until until then, I know he pulled up previously, but before that, he was a model of consistency, winning bundles of races, wasn't he? At a decent level, um, that just shows that I don't know. Two races running queer like that, and they were they were very elixir de nuts and the is it Nassalam? They were they finished very slow. So I don't I, I, yeah. Without looking at the splits, I just I don't know. That's just such a queer form line. Uh, I don't know what to make of it. I'm not surprised they reached for some headgear, to be honest, mate. Um, I thought this, no, was, no, a, I no, thought this was a super, super tricky race. I, I can't, I can't imagine that why you'd want to bet in, in, in a race like this. You've got about three front runners: Jay Foy, uh, Dozino, Bass, uh, Fernil likes to go on. A um, couple of Northern Raiders. I mean, Carach Rambler. That's a funny sort of um, mm. strangely campaign coming from a. Uh, you know, from, from uh, the, the that that marathon race at Warwick um, into a into a Grade Two. Um, yeah, it's a nice horse, but I, I'm not a particularly big fan of the way they've, they've campaigned. I just thought this was was, was double tricky, and um, I'm going to swerve it like the plague. Yeah, fair points. Good luck, fair. lads. Yeah, fair analysis. So there you go. Adam Norman. I'm, has... I'm a layer. I'm, I'm a layer. <laughs> Adam Norman has done scat all over my bet. Um, so now we come to Andy. Um, well, I suppose, I mean, in a way, it sort of might be one for sort of potential Chilton clues. There have been three winners that have gone on to win this, to what is now, 
Well, it's now the Brown Advisory, what we'd all know as the RSA. I have to keep looking up what these races are called now. The turn. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ. If they keep changing them, I'm just going to be. Why don't we just, you know, at least with the at least with the hurdles, you you know what the potato race is. Albert Bartlett. Thank you very much. Every year. Um, but I mean, this is it is tricky. Um, I'm not. A bit, I must admit, I'm not a massive fan of Correct Rambler, who they stuck the tongue time first time. I agree with Adam. He's been very strangely campaigned. I think the horse is a bit quirky. Um, I've watched his races back. Even that race at Aintree that he won, he didn't travel that well early on. And as we pointed out, or so if you don't travel at Ascot early on, it's sometimes hard to get in the race. And I'm not particularly sure about does he know either. Um, he looks to me had more quirks than correct rambler. He's right towards the front of the Ultima market as well. Um, and he's got to carry a penalty in this. Um, he's got 97 days off. Have they got one eye on the Ultima? Um, he looks a similar sort of profile to Happy Go Lucky, uh, who they finished second with last year. That seems to be the sort of same campaign. I can't see him being good enough for anything like the Brown Advisory. If I had to have a stab, I came down on the side of Doyen Breed, but yeah. it would be a very nominal selection. I mean, the strongest trend is that 14 of the last 19 winners won last time out, but none of this none of this lot has. I, I think it's a poor race for the grade. And it's a it's a it's a poor it's a poor race for the grade. And I think it has been. If you look back at a few few of the past winners, you know, when you know horses like the Wester Wake, Kildimo, Bobsworth, it was a decent contest then. Whereas in recent years, it's been a bit of a non-event, really. Yeah, no, no, fair comment. I, like you say, it's, it's one of those races where if anyone has a fancy, you'd sort of like want to crib it. You'd want to go. You you want to go. Well, I'm not sure about that, and that that probably explains the seven to two of the field. It's one of those races where you look through it, and you know, I always, I my way of looking at things is I always start sort of back to front. You know, most people start looking what can win a race. I'm looking what can't win a race. And I'm, I looked at all this lot and thought, yeah, I could I could put a question mark against or a red line through all of them. I think I prefer yeah. uh, John's angle that uh, Fern Hill is is probably a little bit overlooked coming from a smaller yard, and um, but but nevertheless has got some decent form. Um, well, well, be, Fern, might might yeah. be the one that's sort of overpriced. If you were looking, if you were looking for a trading angle, and and it, then I'd, I'd probably be trying to look to lay Correct Rambler at. No, I don't know, four one's a bit juicy, but you know, and back in back in running because I don't think the thing travels particularly well early on in a race. You know, beyond that, it, but that yeah, might like, set, that might set if, if you've got a load three front runners that might set it up. It might do. It, it, it might, it, it's, it, in, if you want to describe the race, it's a mess. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just avoid it like the plague. I think yeah. tipping in a race like this is is very Johnny. Frankly, so. Johnny, it's like me. Andy's just described me and you, John. And <laughs> yeah. that's only after a few gins. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few. Um, right, so we'll move on to the two. Yeah, we'll move on to the two twenty-five. <laughs> it's a listed handicap chase. The Swinleys, whatever that is, what it used to be known. Um, don't know. Um, and obviously, I've tipped in this, so I'm going to say another one to take down. Yeah, another 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 one here that you can slag me off for my terrible selection. Uh, so it's Andy, Adam, and John. Go for it. I uh, I like this horse actually, uh, uh, Lee. And, I th- and you mentioned he beat Fiddler on the Roof as a novice. 
and, and people were talking, that was in, in the November of last season, people were talking about Cheltenham and, and why not? It was a very, very impressive performance, but he, he didn't seem to take to ask on, on a couple uh, on, on the net, you know, his next outing and he sort of lost his way a bit. Um, I, I think, I think three miles could be the making of him, to be honest. Um, it's just, he's, he's just been so inconsistent. It's whether he's going to do, you know, do, run to a similar level uh you know back to back um yeah. but I, I, t- I actually agree wholeheartedly that he has uh he's still well handicapped and he is overpriced i thought the other one that was interesting uh to price was four to skew actually which mm. sort of surprised much yes. I, I surprised myself by by mentioning that but he's just built up a really consistent profile generally speaking and um uh, again, I just think he's the type that people sort of overlook a bit. He's, he's five from thirteen uh, over fences, which is a you know a really good strike rate. I know Andy Andy's big on uh, strike rates. Um, you know, no. love that one because uh, you so, are on each way betting. I uh, so you know he's he's won five and he's been placed on in five you know out of thirteen chases. I think that's. Uh, I think that's that's commendable, and, and he's 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 eight, so he could he could well be sort of in a, in his prime, and um, yeah, I just thought eleven, twelve to one, Fortescue was uh, was quite interesting there. Worth um, a look, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No fair comment. Andy Richmond, coming to you on this. Oh, I'm not against strike rates; it's putting them in context that I'm against. Yeah, and I'm I'm teasing you, Andy. Yeah, yeah I know, I, 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 I know, know you, that, yeah. and I'm just making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just making. I'm just making. I'm just making that point. There was yeah, one, yeah. So, there That's was one quoted on uh, RTV this afternoon about Keith Dalgleish's strike rate in bumpers. He had the favourite in the last. Yeah. Well, that's all well and good. It's a 20% strike rate. And the horse, they're all, they're won, all hot favorite, the horse went yeah. and won. But what wasn't placed in context was that the last three he had that were debut on short price bumper runners had all been stuffed out of sight. Uh, and I think that would have been a more pertinent point to make. So it's sort of context I was putting in. It's a, Yeah, I agree with Adam here. I thought Fjortiskew, who was actually in the Grand National, he was interested in that Grand National trial at Haydock, and they pulled him out here to run him here. I think he's a bit sort of forgotten, isn't he? Very sort of consistent sort of horse. Um, Fiddler on the roof is probably quite rightly favourite, but but that um, Hennessy form, Labrook's Trophy, as as is now, is terrible this year. There's been one winner from 30 runners out of it, and that was the um, that was the eighth home uh, fullback who won next time out. And that's been the only one that's that's won out of it. So I'm not convinced about that form. They say, ask me early, maybe off to win Canton. Uh, Caribbean boy, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be, I certainly wouldn't be laying that. Hold that talk, possibly last time out, the course didn't suit you. And what about the old boy, Regal Encore? Loves it round here, doesn't he? I mean, you couldn't, yeah. you, couldn't, you, couldn't you couldn't realistically leave him out. Uh, I mean, he has won off Hallmark 150 round here. He's 140, but he, I don't know, he's not getting any younger, but he does seem to love this place. A, a push. It's it's not a race I'd want to get heavily involved with. I wouldn't be with Fiddler and Roof at around three to one. Out of a couple of token stabs, maybe Fortescue and and even Regal Encore for a place. Just just, I, just a bit yeah, I think that's fair. I just like the shape of the race with yeah. with Fiddler. I think hold that tour has got loads to prove. Frankly, with, with yeah. two blowouts. Um, Ask me earlier. I'd, I'd probably prefer to see him go to Wincant. I think he's a nice horse, but 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 again, he's got a question to ask because he answer because he was injured prior to Chepstow. Yeah. Um. I don't know how bad. Well, obviously it wasn't too bad, but he's obviously been off for a 
you know for, for a fair while so there's a lot of there's a, there's a chunk out the front end there which which um, you, you it, could even make an argument for Kobo Lobo being overpriced at the moment on his second here last time out although it has pushed him back up to a mark that he's probably going to struggle off it's a bit it's a bit in and out for me yeah, yeah yeah very in and out whereas Fortescue double figure price you know he's, he's he's quite solid really yeah good stuff right we'll move on three o'clock um, we're coming to the uh, Dingley's Promise Handicap Hurdle. I've tipped in this as a Kearney Rebel. Um, uh, what do you guys think on this? Um, I can see why you've gone Primley. It's not a race I'd want to play in. Um, I could have gone all blogger here and gone good risk it all. I thought the second, I take what you said about him not jumping particularly well at, at, um, at Warwick last time out, but they dawdled round in that. Uh, and I think if they go a decent pace in him, his jumping is getting better. Uh, and I thought he was a bit unlucky last time out. I read a couple of sort of analysis reports. One was very positive and one thought he dogged it last time out. I didn't think he dogged it. I just didn't think he's a bit inexperienced, didn't get the run of the race. And I still think if you look at his bumper form, he's incredibly well handicapped. And yeah. you couldn't, you'd have, you'd find it hard push to say many of these are well handicapped in this. I can understand why you've taken Zarkoni Rebel, you know, with them play it the way you have. Um, I suppose the, the most interesting one is um, how easy the run, Easy's land's going to get on the run round at the back, probably, on the alleged yeah. run round at the back. But I, I wouldn't be playing in the race. Good risk it all at two or one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be interested in it, but I think he's the most likely winner. Yeah. Adam? I think we need to talk about Toby Laws at some stage. I think he's a—I I don't know where he's come from or what, what his background is, but he seems to be—he seems to know the time of day, as they say. Yes. Um, uh, Wasn't he an assistant to um, Nicky Henderson? Was he from the Henderson yeah. factory? That doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. I like the stamp of horse that he tends to buy. Capo Toy, um, mm. uh, Canapolis ran the other day, and he had a nice uh, one off the flat that one at Donny called Geometrical. Um, anyway, um, uh, I think I think I think Lee's made a perfectly cogent case for Zaconi Rebel, and I've got nothing much against it. Bally Beg was, was was probably one of the more interesting ones with uh, Dara McConaughey, whatever his name is. The uh, the Does 10 he still claim ten, Lee? Uh, yeah, uh, for riding yeah, for yeah. Kerry, um, um, yeah. and uh, another one back over hers last time, ground out a victory. If it does get get uh, really boggy there. Um, I can see that one bouncing out and uh, and yeah. getting on a roll down Swinley Bottom and um, and coming home quite strong, especially because they, they tend to go from the front and just let them let them spin out, don't they? These uh, Kerry Lee uh, gallopers, so uh, he could could set the race up, but um, he's he's probably uh, a little bit open to to one with more progress, like as a Kerry Rebel or good, good risk at all, yeah. Yeah, and Ascot can suit that, that bounce out. So, you know, yep. it, it can work out like that. I've heard all Yeah. Right, yeah. um, I'll move on to the 338, the, the, obviously the Coral Chase. John, I'm coming to you first on the big race of Ascot. Um, have you got any views here? I, th- I think the Bretton's right. Yeah. To be honest. I uh, mean... I don't, yeah. I don't think there's an obvious angle, really. Um, I think Fakir Dogger is probably the best horse. Would have won a vacuum at the price, probably not. No, uh, I, I just think he's jumping. If if Fakir Darius gets it right and gets in a rhythm, um, I think he's probably the only winner. But there's a big question mark over that because if you like, if you make Howlers round Ascot, you, like mm. 
Andy said and what we've all said on this show that that you, you kind of struggle to get into a race because it's all it is all about rhythm. It's all about just getting that rhythm, jump, pop in the fences nicely. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Matt Walsh, to be honest. No, no, I agree. I mean, Catherine uh, in your cellar is certainly not a, a, a fan. And um, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <you can. laughs> I did. I didn't know if he was in the cellar with her. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that, you know, that's it these days. We have to take what we can get. If John gets a chance, Venetia will be down there in the cellar with uh, Catherine. <laughs> yes, Venetia will be straight up the fucking stairs, the man in the cellar there. <laughs> she, had, she had a magnificent hat on at Hereford the other day. A magnificent. The wind was ruffling it just nicely. It was um, it was mag- one of these like Russian jobs, Russian hat. Uh, the, the, don't the hat that off, don't worry yeah? about that. Did she look like a pheasant plucker? <laughs> The, the, hat and the, the hat and the knee-length boots would be fine for John, I think. Um, <laughs> that'd just be the, the that'd be the sole outfit, wouldn't it? Now there's the uh, tweed suspender belt as well. All oh, right, yeah, fair enough. Yep. Anyway, Fanny and Destreval must have some sort of chance if he uh, uh, if he gets into a rhythm. I don't like his jumping, to be honest. I think he, I, I think I've mentioned it before. I, I, I think he'd win the stayers hurdle. But um, unfortunately, it won a, it it won stylishly again at the start of the season over fences, and so they've gone they've kept him that way. I don't think he got a good ride last time out. No, no, but I mean, you know, you can blame you can't blame Lucy Turner for for going when she did. It was just you know she's inexperienced and it just it just it worked out that way, and it just fell into the lap of that Ponzi uh, Phoenix way. You know, it was one of them things. If you yeah. were on it, you were just re- sick as a parrot. You know, I just to address I just, the balance on Lucy Turner. I thought somebody was very critical of her ride at, at Shambard at um, at Ludlow. It was a real pig. No, that's rubbish. Yeah, that's she totally did well to, She did well to get the thing into second, and then and then the other day did well to win on it at Fontwell as well. She's or again, a, she's a she's a she's a, a, a very useful. She's a yeah. she's a good jockey, but it just yeah. was one of those things. Yeah. Ask her when things just yeah. didn't fall right. And it was, <coughs> you know, she's just inexperienced for a, for an ask at Saturday handicap. You know. Um, if you if you if you if you back a horse ridden by Miss L Turner, you you get what you pay for, lads. You know, oh, um, quite right. Yeah, you know that's the way it is. And but Fannion's a good horse. Um, I just don't like the way it jumps. It's a real, it's a classic French ex French jumper that jumps low, and um, and right. it lacks a bit of scope. And if it and when push comes to shove, it it, it has to go left or right. You know, to put in a, a, an extra jump. Um, and, and that that will keep it from being top class. So I, I don't fancy it. I, don't, I wouldn't fancy it at all in this grade um, tomorrow. Um, but I think it's far too open. Things like you know you can back Mr. Fisher lost in translation. You can make a case for Dasher is a, just a fantastic horse. Do you just want it on your side in the trenches? I think it's a good race to watch. Yeah, I mean, just 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 to finish off this race, uh, Dracula for me. Um, I thought the price at thirteen to two. Jeremy Scott was one from fifty-one. May to November, couldn't train a winner. Um, mm. He was awful. Um, and then since December, twelve from sixty-five, and 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 Drasher's back to his to his his haunt where he's four from five, and mm. and I just think conditions are ideal for him. And thirteen to two. In running players especially, I think you'll get an absolutely dream run for your money at that price. Right, we'll move on to the meetings that might not go ahead, but we'll cover them anyway. Um, just briefly, I suppose, guys, uh, on due to time-wise, two or five, the Rendlesham hurdle. Uh, I, I was siding with third win in Topville, Ben, under the conditions. Thomas Darby, I, th- I felt, was a, a good, a good, good to soft 
uh, ground horse and molly all his wishes it, despite in good heart i did feel third wind and topville ben had the edge and i can't believe the price is at fours and eights what do you think on this i totally agree yeah andy I wouldn't be. I couldn't back Thomas Darby. I think he's got you know more more quirks than um, than, than a quirky thing actually. Um, his finishing efforts being called into question on more more occasions than I would care to mention. Uh, I think he sort of fell into a, a race. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't have him. Molly, all his wishes have been back now. I can't see a lot of value in that. Third wind is he in the greatest of form? I thought you know Topville Ben is. You know, he's a big price, isn't he? For he is, eight one, yeah. You know, he's, he's, if you look at his chasing form, it was pretty smart. Um, he was well-placed to win over 2-7 at Lingfield last time out. Um, and that was his first run over hurdles in Britain since, what, 2018. He'd had a run in, he did have a run in hurdles out in France. It's just that sort of horse who could get a bit of a soft lead here. And a bit like Ascot um, around Haydock, if you get in a good rhythm around there, it's plenty sharp enough around there, that hurdles track. And, he might get away from them. I wouldn't write Holstone off either. Um, I know he's run his best form at Cheltenham, um, but he's got a good record off when he was fresh. He's won off breaks of 306, 196 and 173 days. I think he'll enjoy the conditions. I mean, the front end of the market is short enough. I wouldn't put him you know, if you've got a, If you're going to throw a couple of quid at the race, top bill Ben and Holstone at the prices. Yeah, no. good stuff. Uh, it's a tricky race, but like you say, I, I think we're all against Thomas Darby by the sounds of that. Um, 240, the Grand National Trial. Um, I thought Bristol de Mar was interesting. I mean, the prices have gone now, it was 10 to 1, now 11 to 2. Um, but I just think you know, to discount him, um, around his favorite haunt, he's, he's a little bit dangerous because I, I don't really see that he's done, he's done with quite just yet, but it is a very competitive race. Do respect Andy selection, Sam Brown. Black Lions also ran well um, mm. recently. Um, thoughts, Adam, John? I had a fairly good scope through this race. And uh, I mean, the, the first thought that came into my head was do you get a lot more blowjobs if your surname's Honeyballs? <laughs> <laughs> By nature, the fact women are naturally curious. Yeah. Is that the first thing that came to your mind, John? <laughs> um, the, the the second thought was that Sam Brown had a week longer than Roe Pagal after their epic encounter here. Yeah. So he ought to have a big chance coming here if he's in the same form. Um, I thought the Welsh national favourite, Secret Reprieve, was rather disappointing at Chepstow. He went limp quicker than John Inman on the day. Um, he's got questions to answer for me. Um, and I did think if I was targeting the national with time to get up, there's no way on God's green earth he'd be running in this so close to the national. So I'd, I'd definitely be going with uh, Sam Brown, I think. Yeah, good stuff. Right, okay, so we'll move on to our final... Um... I was to get stuck in there, uh, Lee, but there you go. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> I, I, I'm not... No, go on, go on, you can do it. I've not no. got much to add. I thought I, I, I came down on the on the the, uh, the line that it was a bit just a bit too tricky. The galloping bear was interesting at a double-figure price early in the week. It's, 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 there's mm-hmm. been money for it this evening, and it's a bit short for me, considering that it's 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 got class 
uh, issues to prove. Uh, Ncard, who won here uh, a couple of months ago, I thought was quite interesting at a bigger price. But again, he's got class to prove um, against you know some some quality. Did he, did he stay in this race last year when he was fifth? Uh, I just think he's a he's a year older. Uh, you know, he's only eight now. Um, you, you have a you have a fair point. Um, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know to be honest, I, and that's why I didn't really uh, have a play. Uh, I don't. I, I worry about Sam Brown's fragility, to be honest. Mm. Um, uh, you know, he's yeah. I mean, we've we, we've we've been there, haven't we? Um, too tricky for me. I, I'd like to watch it, and and it'd be great to see Bristol win. Even Black Line still isn't necessarily handicapped out of it. So uh, yeah, double tricky for me. Yeah. Sorry, we move on. Sorry, we move on to the Kingwell, which is the uh, the the feature race there at Wincanton. If it goes ahead, um, Gershon Adagio in a match bet, guys. Um, tough one, this. Mm. No, no view for me. I don't. I don't really. I don't, honestly don't really have a view. To be honest with you, um, Gershon is a horse. I know a lot of people have warmed to, but I never really have. Uh, I probably prefer Adagio, but he's coming back here off a of a bit of a break and possibly an injury as well. I thought he might be quite interested the champion hurdle at one stage. Just a, it's a sit and watch race for me, and hopefully they've got the tree off the track. I think yeah. on reflection, Lee, looking back at last last uh, two weeks ago, that was the time to to bet Goshen at uh, uh, sort of you know some some sort of value against horses that had it to prove over two miles on ground that wasn't that soft at the time. Um, yeah. You know, we thought Song for Someone might have a chance, but never got anywhere. Never landed any kind of blow. Guard your dreams. I don't think is 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 uh, as 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 good a horse as, as these sort of graded races. And um, you know, now you've got sort of recency bias uh, into the price of Goshen, and, and uh, uh, for me, it's not a, the type of horse I'd want to be taking short, sh- very short prices about. You know, John. <laughs> I think if you're the type of bloke who needs to back Goshen at that price, yeah, and you haven't given your girlfriend a month on the game to test the water, <laughs> you, you really need to be having a word with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> John, do you, I mean, as this is a show about wankers, I mean, I mean, is you, you describe Goshen? Goshen is an equine wanker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got, I think he's going to prove that tomorrow. I've got a feeling he's going to prove that again tomorrow, John, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. in the slightest. Mm. Yeah. A fascinating race, um, but that might, <laughs> not, that might not go ahead. Um, equine wankers, each way wankers, we've got it all on this show. And that's a fitting way to end, to be fair. If you haven't checked out the <laughs> Bar Stewards website, please do. Um, because we've got Quentin Franks with his each is is uh, all weather each way musings. I was around six <laughs> way musings. Can you believe it? Don't try this is Adam Norman. It. This is the power of Adam Norman. <laughs> it, it, it gets in your brain. So all weather musings from uh, Quentin Franks. Also, my articles on the single customer view, which are very important for racing. Give them a look. Part one and part two is out. Part three will be out next Wednesday when I'm quite scathing and I might get sued by Jeff Banks. But (laughs) but apart from that, everything's good here. Myself, John Ling, Andy uh, Andy Norman, and... (laughs) Andy Richmond, Adam Norman, we're all going off now for a big circle jerk. That's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>